The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez. Join us always by Chris Coulter, CB, and Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's Finest. We have another great episode for you guys today. We're going to be doing Summit's Plummet's NFL Combine Edition because, you know, everybody was spazzing at the Combine this weekend. We're going to be talking some running backs, 2023 draft class running backs. You know, you don't take running backs in the first round no more, but these guys are awesome. There's so many good backs. Uh, you don't want to sleep. We're going to be grading the latest QB contract situations that's going on. Of course, guys like Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, G- uh, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. A lot of guys are, are on the move. Some guys are waiting to be on the move. And we're going to finish off with some NBA contenders or pretenders. And by that, I mean, can this team win a championship or are they frauds? Before we get into Summit's Plummet's, I'm going to swing it to Danny, and then I'm going to swing it to Chris. Danny, how are you doing today? You are in Miami. Yeah, we have three different cities today. We got uh, suburbs of Philly. Uh, we got my boy in Texas, and he, he down here in Miami. It's going to be Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, since last episode, I've shaved. It's kind of, that, that's kind of an unintentional plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up on the jawline, and you just – uh, damn, we got to go bald. So, uh, Chris, how are you doing today before we kick off Summits and Plummets? I'm doing pretty good. It's a nice day in Dallas. It's hump day. So, you know, that's always It's great. always hump good day for, when it's – Yeah, some it's always. <laughs> so, you, 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 you know, if it's stumping, you humping. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a good hump day. Yeah. We got a tornado. We had a tornado last week, like actually the actual tomato with the hailstorm and shit like that. It was actually kind of crazy, but we're good now, so I'm happy. That's my that's my summer. Yeah, Texas, <laughs> Texas be fighting demons. I'm going to start. I I do have I have a summit for NFL Combine. Mine is Will Levis. I mean, lot lots of lots of doubters. And as an older project, he kind of had the ball. If you, you know, he wanted to cement himself with the other three guys in this draft, in my opinion, and I think he did really well. Um, I think he, I think if you are, let's say you're the Panthers or, you know, you're a team sitting back there around the nine, 10, 11 ish area, not the Eagles. I'm saying just in that general area. Um, and Will Levis is there. I mean, I, I'd be fine taking him. Uh, I think he could pan out a little faster if he could work on the pocket presence, but yeah, Danny NFL combine summit or plummet whatever it is. In, in Texas, man, like you said, Texas. Bijan Robinson. A lot of people are saying he's just a power back. He's like Najee Harris. He's too. He's a monster. He's... Yeah, he ran a four four seven four four five. He is like Saquon Barkley. He closes he's Saquon on. Barkley. He, he's insane. His vision's unmatched. His speed is unmatched. His agility is unmatched. He's a generational running back. And if there's someone who's worth a first round pick, it's Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I agree, Chris. What is your summit of the NFL Combine? Uh, it's easily, and for me, it's easily Anthony Richardson jumping higher than Gerald Green. No, nah. <laughs> him higher. jumping, jumping, jumping. Not that 2K Gerald Green, Green, though. Not that yeah, 2K Gerald Green. Green is different. Yeah, Anthony Richardson is different. Uh, seeing somebody, and, and like I said, I don't even know how much that you'd have to do with being a quarterback, honestly and truly. But, and like, just seeing that, it, it was incredible to see. Like, I, you don't see athletes like that 
all the time. And seeing a quarterback be able to jump that high, I mean, just it just speaks to his athletic ability. So that probably be be my summit from the combine. That's a good one. I mean, me and Danny, we we both are big fighters. All of us big fighters for Anthony Richardson. And yeah. I mean, freak athlete who is definitely worth taking the risk. Um, my plummet, I would honestly not like dramatically, but no one from the wide receiver class outside of, I believe, like JSN truly blew me out of the water. Like, I'm not out on like a Jordan Addison. Like, I still think he's going to be superb. Like, Zay Flowers is going to be really good, but like, I don't think anybody up their stock necessarily. This is more like a this is more like a flatland instead of like a summit or plummet. It's kind of like they didn't really raise the stock and it maybe some lowered it depending on how you felt on them. But I'm not as low as other people. Like someone was like, Hyatt ran a, a 4 4 1. Like I thought he was blazing speed. I'm like, dude, 4 4 1 is blazing speed. Like not everybody <laughs> runs 4 3. Like if you run 4 3, you're a freak. And if you run 4 2, you're not human. So 4 3 is not that much faster than 4 4. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, is it detrimental that your guy ran a four four one instead of a four three nine? Like, oh my right. god! No, you know it's, it's not. Danny, um, my okay, my my plummet is. I agree with you. Those wide receivers were not really impressive. Someone we thought. Someone we thought. I, but a guy who we all thought was going to be a first round pick for the last few months might not go in the top sixty. Keely Ringo. Mm. He looked bad. He looked bad. Yeah, looked I must yeah, admit, the hips looked rough. The attack point was not there. And yeah, honestly, the film's not that hot either. So I do believe he he can transition to an NFL player very well in his zone defense, where he can just sit back and doesn't have to play much man. It's a complete side note from the NFL Combine. They said that Jamar Chase might have the the. Uh, He's getting the ledge for a uh, assault charge on his baby mama. Yeah, his yeah, baby mom was too. posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the Bengals are Bengals are a mess, bro. Just let me just keep Joe Burrow out any of the allegations, and we good. Uh, but <laughs> Joe Burrow hurts a kitten. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris. Let's wrap it up with your plummet, and then we'll move on to these amazing running backs. Uh, my plummet is. Kind of generic, but I think everybody is going to be able to agree with it. Um, just seeing injuries in the combine in general just oh, yes. makes me sad. I think uh, I'm not sure the lineman's name. But I think he tore his Achilles one of the one of the 40s. I think, yeah, and and just he tore his ACL. Tore his ACL, yeah, tore ACL, ACL during some drills, and then what he yeah. pop off like 35 on the bench press. 37. I mean, 37, right? 37 then, on the bench press. That's it's fine. like, bro, seeing seeing, you know, those, seeing those guys get hurt is it, it just sucks, man. Like, it's, it's literally sad because like you're you're in the combine to raise your stock to show what you can do to you know hopefully to be able to go to this place where you're gonna feed your family for years and years and for a person to to hurt himself and be out for the next upcoming year and, and who knows time after that is just you know unfortunate to see. So I think that's probably what I what I'll take as, as my sign from the combine. Lucky enough for him, he's a phenomenal athlete. Still, he'll still get drafted yeah. in the top five yeah. rounds. Uh, he's a, he was a top guard coming out. He's probably going to have to sit out for the first few games. But I think a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers can get him to go play guard. Hey, man. Hey, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, you get behind a bruising run game. That's the that's what you want the identity to be. So running backs, I decided that you don't really take running backs high, so I'm not really going to have a bust of, uh, for this one. 
Uh, we'll get back to it next next for wide receivers, though. Best believe some slanders coming out. But <laughs> uh, running backs, we're not going to do that, though. We, there's not really much expectation for them to, like, really last as bell cow running backs in this league. Um, I'm going to swing it to Danny first. Danny, who do you think is the best running back in this draft? I mean, you, you kind of already said it, but if you just want to give a name. Yeah, it's Bijan Robinson. Like I said, I'm doubling down on my summit, on my, uh, summit from earlier. As you can see, this guy came into the combine with a lot of concerns. Is he really the best? Can he, I mean, we know he can break tackles, but can he actually run? How does he measure against other guys? He said, the hell with that. I'm the best. And he went and proved it. Oh, he's the best. Uh, Chris, are we agreeing on this one? Or I think we Same, have someone else like, in the month. Yeah, no, no. I'm agreeing on, on B. John Robinson. Only because, like, and running back in general, I think especially in 2023, you want someone who can do a little bit of everything if you're going to pick them early. And I think out of all the running backs that we are going to talk about and Desmond talked about, I think he's probably the one who can do the most. And like I said, has a superstar potential. So, yeah. Philadelphia Yeah, I, I that that's what I was gonna say. With Bijan, he could be a great luxury pick if you're the Eagles, if you're the 49ers, you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and you just have a really good roster. And the not I mean to back up Christian McCaffrey, who is already getting paid so much, and once his contract runs out, you don't really want to pay him. So and then you're replacing with Bijan Robinson, who's arguably a better prospect than when he was coming out. But my problem with that is this. I mean, if, the Niners, if the Niners do that, that means they dedicated their first, second, third, fourth, and fifth round draft picks towards a running back. I know I didn't say no, 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 not not first round. The only person who is a true late luxury pick is, is the Eagles, honestly, because they also have an earlier tenth pick. So like I don't expect any of those teams to take them first round, but late second, I mean maybe even early third if they feel like he's that good, that's a slam dunk if you can get him. Uh, that I late, agree. I would love. To, I would love to see the Eagles take him at thirty. I mean, they do have other needs, of course. You know, with everything going on the free agency, uh, he could be a great luxury pick. My only knock on him, not not even knock, it's because he's probably the best running back that's come out since me. I would say Saquon. I think he's a little better than Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, but he doesn't have that getaway speed that Barkley has. But I mean, everything until like the last level of defense looks exactly the same. I think Bijan is a very he's very powerful. He's very good footwork, very good vision. Um, and he runs between the p- tackles very, very well. And that is how you last as a running back in the Saqu- NFL. Saquon outside the tackles, Najee through the tackles. That's the way I look at it. Najee was a monster at Alabama. So anyone, don't don't be a casual man. And even now, don't sleep. Najee's a beast. Uh, now we're gonna move on to our sleep. I want to move on to our sleepers next, and we'll go serpentine. So we'll go me, Chris, and then Danny. Um, my sleeper pick, I honestly feel at this point, um, you're, we're, we're kind of looking at a lot. We're looking at a lot of Jameer Gibbs, B. John Robinson, a chain can, he can honestly do it all. I mean, he does have a wire reframe, but he's really good at contact balance. I think you could argue, argue. I, I don't think he is, but you could argue he's running back to this draft. He's not a great pass protector due to that smaller size. Um, but I think otherwise, I mean, he's a very good receiving receiving back. The getaway speed is obviously there. Uh, if the vision's poor, he can win east-west, and he can get north and south. Um, he could get a little better running between the tackles. He can do player it, comp. but very player comp. I got one for him. Jamal Charles. Uh, 
I like that. I think Jamal, I think I think Jamal Charles is a little bit better of a receiving back than he was coming out, at least. Um, but I, I do think that's good, I think, in terms of all around game. Um yeah. respect Jamal in the past, pro, but uh, Devin Devin Achain is, is my sleeper. Chris, who are you rocking with for your sleeper running back in the 2023 NFL draft? Tank. And for for a couple reasons. Only well, for one, he has the name of a running back for one. And for two, a lot of what I've seen um, is just either patient or lacks this, but a great runner, doesn't do this, but a great runner. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're there to run the ball if you're running back 80% of the time. So, yeah, like, I, I think it's going to be good. Like I said, if, with a name like Tank, you have to be good. And you're, I know it's not like a casual take, but, I mean, reality, like I said, you play at a big school like Auburn, you're playing against defenses who are going to have top, top-tier top picks. So you get to have your run of the – one of the meal every every week that you're playing. So, yeah, that's why I'm going. With I agree. That. Yeah, tank tanks, tank Isby is is one of them. <laughs> like I I truly feel that way. He's a big guy, who uh, you know, got good bursts. Yeah. And yeah, he's very patient and he's good agility for his size. Yeah, and I'm not saying Jerome Bettis or anything crazy like that, DC. So don't 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 kill him. I'm not saying nothing crazy like that. Yeah. But I am saying that, uh, like bigger running backs, I feel like always get looked at like, oh, he's gonna be too slow, or he won't be able to do this, or he's gonna be just. I don't know. I think they'll get the love as the as the track stars would. So I think I'm a, I'm gonna go with Tank, and I hope you hope you proves me right. Yeah, well, right. swing it to Danny. Danny, sleeper running back in the uh, NFL draft this year. I actually, got a, I got a clip pulled up for this actually. Um, yeah, you know. So. It's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say his name. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you why. Chase Brown, he's a running back over in uh, from Syracuse. Him and his brother both entered the draft. He's a dog. Oh, cool. I'm gonna show you why. It's him at the Senior Bowl. Chase Brown had a touchdown. I think Chase Brown kind of went over to his twin brother. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty... I know. You... Uh, cut out. Yep. Well, anyway, he uh. Hopefully on the broadcast and saw that. Um, he obliterated a linebacker from the two and drove him back like six yards to the end zone. Um, he has That's speed. He has agility. He's power. Uh, he seems like a running back. That sounds – those qualities seem like what you want out of a running back, right? Um, so Chase Brown is my slipper running back, and I think he actually has a chance to go in and kind of be the Pacheco of the draft. I, I like that one because, I mean, dude, this is a deep – deep running back class and brown can't he can get lost in the mix of all these top guys but i do agree he's such a powerful back he's got a good all-around game runs angry runs angry just like isaiah pacheco but danny uh we're gonna wrap this up starting with you give us your favorite running back favorite running favorite back, running back man. it's uh it's pretty simple this guy's coming out of alabama he reminds me a lot of uh alvin kamara just Jameer Gibbs. He has the contact balance. He has the he has the speed. What he run in the high four threes. He has he's everything you want from a running back. I, I think he's my like outside of Bijan, I think he's the second best. And I guess you could say is he could work on pass blocking. Everyone can work on pass blocking. Yeah, that I, I think that's true. And he's another guy who'd be a great luxury pick. More so if someone already so he would be a more like he could complement a, a bruiser type of back. Like if – I mean, in an example of like Mark Ingram and uh, and Alvin Kamara, like a situation like that, Jameer Gibbs would truly thrive, Mike. 
Jameer Gibbs is what the Bills thought James Cook was going to be. Uh, yeah, the Bills yeah. are a mess run game wise. But and Chris, the breaking news out of Buffalo that Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer will not return for next season in Buffalo. That's crazy. Uh, Isn't it weird how they're both Eagles? But <laughs> we can't we can't even take care of our own guys. So I mean, Jordan, Jordan Poyer was drafted in Eagles. Don't remind me. <laughs> but Chris, who are we rocking with as our favorite back in the 2023 NFL draft class? Um, well, as you guys are getting to know on the show and everybody who watches, I'm a big fan of underdogs, kind of like like I, I think, and I think Ty J Spears is that um, smaller back with everybody saying he's too small to block, he's too small to really run between the tackle, this and that. But all I've seen is him make plays and. In the NFL, you need playmakers on the field. See Chiefs, see Eagles, two teams that were in the Super Bowl. You need playmakers. And at the end of the day, if you can get a playmaker who's a running back first, if he's playing receiver out there or playing a slot, he's going to be able to get the ball quick, make quick moves, make people miss. I think he's one of those people to where no matter where you draft him, you can find a place on the, on the field for him. So that's why I'm going with uh, Ty J Spears. I like that pick. He went like – he had a really good bowl game. Uh, yeah. when we were making our first summit standouts, I was debating between him and the quarterback of that game who I wanted to give the award to, but yeah, they, they both went, they both yeah. went dumb. Uh, another me and Danny, I don't, he's not underdog to me and Danny, but Deuce Vaughn is one of my favorite backs. I mean, for his size, like he doesn't play at his size. He can get physical. He also makes people miss. He has good vision. I mean, he run, he can run between the tackles. He's very good out the backfield as a pass catcher. Uh, reminds me a lot of Austin Eckler, like even in the running style. But I think he's actually a bit of a better runner than Eckler. Um, he looked very good during the combine. I mean, very quick on his feet. Um, and you're going to need that as a smaller back. He's very good center of gravity, uh, which could help him with contact balance as long as he, you know, he's got good weight for his size. Like, He's a little tree stump. So that that's a tough tackle. That is a very tough tackle. This isn't like a this isn't like Tariq Cohen, um, who's a bit smaller, he's shorter, bit smaller of a frame, but like Deuce is a tank. So I think Deuce Vaughn is my favorite back. I think he's I think he's herb. Uh and I'm gonna throw a, uh, an honorable mention out there for all of us. Uh everyone loves Deuce Vaughn, like you said. Um I will mention a guy that I honestly forgot about. Um, someone commented on the shorts that we posted. Kendra Miller. He's recovered oh. from the knee injury. Uh, he had, what, 17 touchdowns this year for TCU. Yeah. He, he might be the ultimate sleeper in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. a guy that probably, could have, probably could have been up there in, like, number four, three, two, maybe even two, second best running back. Yeah, him him and a chain were battling out for my uh for my sleeper. But yeah, I mean that yeah, that's a great pull, Danny. I mean he's he's definitely getting slept on. And I, I think, dude, all these running there's so many good running backs. Like not saying like, like you go spend a first round pick on any of them, because that's just simply not a good idea. But I told you it's year after year. And that's why people back. say running backs are replaceable. Yeah. Now, speaking of replaceable, uh, the Giants determined that Saquon was not, so they tagged him, and they decided to sign Daniel Jones to a long-term contract, a four-year, $160 million. 82 of that is guaranteed with $35 million extra incentives. 
with the way that contract looks with nearly like like only half of it being guaranteed I'm honestly not mad at it. I don't think you should have paid him 40 million, but I mean like it's essentially almost only 2 years of it is guaranteed. And they're willing to work with them get them weapons in the meantime. I don't know what they're going to do about Saquon next year, but he's probably gone. But uh I think that props to the Giants for making it work. If I had to give the overall situation a grade, which is what we're doing, I think I would give it a C plus, which is very passing, very passing for me because I'm very harsh on him. Uh, Danny, can can we get a grade on the Daniel Jones contract situation? I'm giving it a B minus. I'm explaining why. Um, so here's why: Daniel Jones. He's what, 25, 26 years old? 20, he's 25 years old. Very, um, like, he's an old 25. Young. He's an old 25, too. He's been in the league for five years, or four years. Um, he just finished his fourth year, entering his fifth year. And here's the thing. Four years is technically his whole prime. If he doesn't finish out these four years and he stinks at the end of them, you're like, okay, well, your prime to develop is done. We move on. The Giants did the right thing. You don't give him another five, six-year deal. Like the Eagles are going to pay her to what, 23 years old, an eight-year deal, and say, you're an Eagle until the end of your prime, 31 years old. Well, maybe you need to change your gameplay. Because you see Russell Wilson had the same idea. He had to change his game style when he went to the Broncos because he can't just he can't be Russell anymore. He can't just keep running around and stiff-arming people to the ground and saying, oh, look at me, I'm better than you. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't want Russ cooking no more. I don't blame him. Uh, so I got C, I got C plus. Danny's to be minus. Chris is definitely harsher on Daniel Jones than I am. So I'm interested to hear your grade on this one. Surprise, surprise. Everybody's about to be surprised. I actually give it a B plus. And I'll tell you guys why. This is see, this is a part of I was gonna, you know, this is why. Character development. A little bit, a little bit Lily. I'm trying to get my villain arc together. This is why I tell y'all a little bit of what Tone said, a little bit of what DC said. The deal isn't crazy as far as guarantee money goes, in my opinion. Like, it sounds like a lot, but stretch over that time and what he's going to get guaranteed, it's not crazy. If he's going to be your franchise guy, even if you want to make the, the dude think he's your franchise guy, you gave him a contract that, that at least makes them think that. So now you're in a clear in that space. And at the same time, for the length of the contract, like DC said, It'll be over by the time he should be getting back, or or at the top of his game. Like at either or, I feel like you went out. If he ever gets good, <laughs> right? That's, that's what I'm saying. He should be at the best we've seen, or he should be like, well, you guys should end up getting the contract, but he'll be done by the time you're thirty. You can start over. You can go find another quarterback. You can you, you you're. I think the deal is flexible enough, but also it showed enough belief in Daniel Jones that he's our guy. So I think I think the the Giants did a really good job in that space. Another thing is Daniel Jones. Has an, I believe the Giants have an opt-out or some sort of opt-out clause after two years. So it's basically two years, come, come play well, or we're going to go draft a replacement. Yeah, I think Later. he's making $48 million next year, I believe. 48 because and then Mahomes is making like 31 It's ridiculous. But uh, I think we're on agreement, uh, roughly, roughly a B for that deal. And yeah. good on the Giants, sticking with your young gun instead of bailing on them. Uh, you've seen a little bit of growth last year, and Danny knocked it right on the head. I mean, he won at 45. They were like, hold your horses. You're not getting that. He still bagged $40 million. I mean, props to him and his agent. Props to that Duke Good education. Job, 
Good yeah, Danny, that was a very good call. Very good by the business major at UPenn. Who would have thought? Uh, but moving on, we'll move on to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means he is free to explore with other teams. If the Ravens feel like they do want to pay him that same contract, they can match. If not, they can trade him and receive two first-round picks in exchange. It's kind of like a restricted free agent for those who don't know. Uh, but as for Lamar right now, I mean, no team is really like out there chasing for him. It's mainly because Lamar wants the guaranteed money. But the new, what everyone thought would be the new norm in the Deshaun Watson contract, no one's doing that because, I mean, granted, Deshaun Watson has not got a full other season under his belt. I, I will give him that. Um, but, I mean, so far, it, it doesn't look like it's turning out good, and it's a huge cap space eater. For the, I guess I would say, I guess we're grading the Ravens here on how they value Lamar. I would, I would really, I would give it, I would give it a C minus because they are at least giving themselves like, like, all right, well, if this team thinks you're worth that and we think you're worth it, we will give you that. They are giving him a slight chance to go prove himself and they they are at least willing to match it by giving him the non-exclusive. I do think he just deserved a flat-out deal. I get they couldn't agree on guaranteed money, which is the new, like, that's the new tough love in the in the NFL. But, yeah, I, I would I would give it a C-minus just because they, like, at least they tagged him. At least they didn't just, like, let him walk. So I want to swing it to Chris first, and then we'll swing it to Danny for the grading of the Ravens and the Lamar Jackson contract. Chris is licking his chops on this one. If you can see this, this is the F minus. This is a oh F minus. And you know why? Okay, Dilford, Hasselbeck, Flacco, Huntley. These are all people that played quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens in the last 10 years. They sure are. Those are facts. And you know why? Because I'm a Ravens fan. And this is my soapbox today. I've been waiting on this because I knew it was coming. They are doing the worst job I've ever seen a team do job-wise in any era, in any history period. You, you, you bring Lamar home for a simple fact. They're doing a terrible job. I get it. The franchise tag, I, I get it. But he's basically, in that, in that sense, he's basically a restricted free agent, basically. And I mean, you got to get, you get draft capital to be gold. He's basically a restricted free agent. You're like an MVP, a former MVP, be a restricted free agent. Like you've built your offense around a running quarterback now, and you're going to let him go test. I, I just don't understand the logic behind it. And it's, it's frustrating because I felt like they had a piece of their offense already put together, like the, the quarterback. Cool. We good. Now we can build around it. That's like, now that's falling apart. I know you guys probably seen the the whole Ravens team going after the offensive coordinator on Twitter. It was just it's just been messy as a whole. And then now adding on this is like I, I think they're doing an F job. And I usually think the Ravens are great with front office stuff and, and moves and stuff like that. But this F F minus F. Danny, as a as a Steelers fan, I'm I'm sure you're happy Lamar Jackson might not be back. But I want to hear I want to hear your grade on, on the situation. Uh, the Steelers historically own Lamar. Um, oh my I think, God! I think, unfortunately, I think, unfortunately. I, I think he, I think he's actually beat them one time. He might have actually never beat them. Unfortunately, uh, still, I mean, I mean, Mike Tomlin. I mean, he his day and age. He has led a lot of mediocre teams to the playoffs and just you know winning success. Great uh, but look, I mean, he's some people got Tomlin's number, but Tomlin's got a lot of people's numbers, and Lamar just might be one of them. Hence, Lamar is it. out here yeah. throwing to. Lamar's out here throwing to McDonald's workers and, uh, you know, SEPTA drivers. But 
Uh, Danny, I want to hear. I want to hear your honest grade on how the Ravens are handling this situation, the overall situation between both parties. It's a D. Um, here's why. So Lamar Jackson is worth every dollar, and they, the Ravens know that. The Ravens know that they should pay him. Um, the Ravens know that he's worth every dollar, but they're saying here, here's eight million dollars less than Daniel Jones is going to get. But one thing, the pro- one problem about this is that Lamar can go to a team that can give him so much money guaranteed year one, the Ravens can't match, and the Ravens are done. They, they, they can't even match the restricted free agents offer. He's cooking. Danny is in <laughs> there literally chefing everything. You know what, DC? That's why we cool. I thank you. Because you have a risk. Thank you. See? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a former MVP, and if he doesn't get hurt, which I, the injury concerns are real, um, but let's not act like he can just – right. if he needs to adjust his game, he can stand back and sleep Sean in Watson his pocket. Sean Watson had 22 – what, 22, 25 allegations? 24. But but Lamar Jackson has a, a PCL strain in his knee. Which yeah, is like, he, he can't run out it? there – he can't run out there with his knee the size of two softballs. Oh, sorry. Like, what do you want him to do? He'd go out there and just simply be ineffective. But if he doesn't get hurt the last two years, guess what? The Bengals don't win the AFC North. The they would be two-time wildcard teams, and they would probably have gotten down to the first round. That's that's something we don't talk And, yes, he did get hurt. Yeah. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I do understand. Lamar Jackson has put this mediocre team in an excellent situation. And then he gets hurt, and then Tyler Huntley can't, you know, recover. I'll tell you this. Week 18, week 17, week 18 of last year, the Steelers were playing – week 18 last year, the Steelers were playing the Ravens, went to overtime, the Ravens lost. The Ravens would have won, they would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, um, yes. The 20 – we're talking 2021. Lamar would have returned for the playoffs, and he would have played the Chiefs who he beat earlier that year. Yeah, that and that was a huge win for Lamar. I mean, like he just could not get over that home. That was a huge win for Lamar. Now we all love Lamar, uh, but uh, everyone loves Geno Smith. Geno Smith gets a, I believe, thirty-five million dollar contract. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was, it was between that that thirty million range. I think I think it's simply an A because a lot of it is front loaded. So essentially, yeah. he's getting like like sixty six percent of it in year one. And if it doesn't work, he's got two more. He's got year two and year three. He's making dirt cheap money. So if they realize like, all right, so year one, he plays okay, but we need a little more. His contract's so cheap, two and three, just load up the team. Load it up. You got a two-year stretch where you can go win it all. Who who would have thought Seattle would have been in this situation? I think A, by both parties, you pay the man. He takes – and, and he's very humble. Like he had a superb season. It could have been like like Daniel Jones. I won $45 million. He was just like – Every time at the Pro Bowl, he was just like, I'm just happy. I'm going to go get paid. Like, I know I'm going to get paid. And he got paid, like, pretty good money for a guy who's been through everything in the NFL. Yeah. I give it an yeah. A. I also want to get the Chris before I still get the Danny. The, what are we giving the Geno Smith contract situation? Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I'm, I'm giving it an A. Uh, simply, simply, really similar to what you said. Um, both sides win here, in my opinion. Uh, especially Gino, like I said, I've seen Gino be a backup for I don't know how many teams, and I've seen him go through injury, go through random, just just everything. Gino Smith, I've seen them go through it. So seeing him finally get a bag is, is really, really cool. And it, I think it gives him a chance to prove that it wasn't just a, a one-year thing. 
And mm-hmm. also, I think on the, on the Seahawks side, I think you, you also give him the chance to prove that. And then you also, like you said, you have space now to build a team around him to where he doesn't even have to really be Superman to, to do it. Or he has to play super great. He could just really be a, a role player to an extent and, like, really just feed everybody else. So I think it's a, a win-win on both sides. I think you keep the money open enough and then you 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 pay him for, for a good season. I think everybody wins. So A2. I agree. Danny. They broke me off, but I ain't right back. Yes, so, sir. Um, I'm, 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 I'm giving it an A minus just because uh, yeah. the deal is a little front loaded, which means that like it's hard to year win in year one. It's fortunate for them. The Seahawks have like nine rookie players who are phenomenal. Oh yeah, the um, class smacked um, this year. So the Seahawks have a lot of rookies who can ball. They're going to draft even more. The Seahawks are in a really interesting spot. If Jalen Carter and Will Anderson both go to top five, they might just sit there and say, Anthony Richardson can sit behind Geno Smith for a year or two. Yeah, and he'll be cheap. And, yeah. and he'll be cheap. You'll After the first season, you'll have two very cheap and good quarterbacks. Like, like Geno is a, is a really good guy to learn under. I mean, who just They're had gonna, a really funny, good year. It's going to be yeah. funny because Anthony Richardson could become Trey Lance. In terms of like not being I, able to play, yeah, it, it could be quickly turn into I'm not playing because the veteran guy knows the system better than me, and I, I need to learn everything. Mm-hmm. It's be- well, Lance was going to start last year and then got hurt. This is almost yeah. like Jordan Love. It's almost like Jordan Love. Like if Gino's good for too long, like what are you going to do? But I think yeah. Gino would have to be like insane if he if, if, yeah. like Anthony Richardson would be a top five pick instead of like Jordan Love, who was late first round, which is still absurd that he hasn't really played much yet. Right. But yeah, I think we all have good grades here. I mean, we all love Geno Smith. We all love, you know, Lamar Jackson. We all respect Daniel Jones. Um, moving on <laughs> to, a, to a QB, moving on to a QB who's been getting a lot of disrespect. Um, and I do have mixed feelings about it. I'm not going to lie. Derek Carr signs with the New Orleans Saints, a hundred four year, hundred fifty million dollar deal. Danny, Danny, I'll let you. I'll let you go first on this one. I feel like you know the most about Carr, honestly, and the Saints' situation of the future. What are you grading this overall Carr to the Saints move? Well, so the Saints do not have currently have a first round pick. Um, they're smart for going to get a guy. Now, they now have the best quarterback in the division, so that's good. That's a plus, we live in a right? world in the great year of 2023. He went from the worst quarterback in his division to the best. He played better than Russ last year, at least. He, we all know Russ is better than Derek Carr. Yeah, we know he's coming back. We know that. But um, hopefully. But yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> he went from the worst to the best, which is crazy. Um, but what is what I'll say? Maybe give me Kamara if he's not in jail. Yeah, you give him Michael Thomas. You give him Chris Olave. You give him Landry. If he's back, I think he may be back. Yeah, Thomas said. Um, sorry, Thomas said like like they signed Carr and he said thank Lord like so like maybe MT will be back. I mean, a lot of people thought he was just going to be a you know cap casualty, biggest like dead cap hit ever. But like, Derek Carr is a guy. I like to call him King Mid. Um, he's, he's, he's really good, but he's good for the mediocre players. He's not. Yeah, he's I think that's golf now, but I, I do get it though. Um, 
he's not Aaron Rodgers in that like lower elite level right now, but he's more like a Kirk Cousins. Um, except Derek Carr can probably win you a couple prime times. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Carr hasn't got his chance a lot, but so we're rolling. What's the grade before you go to Chris? Yeah, I'm rolling with a B. I think you guys probably agree. I think that's fair. Yeah, Chris, what are you giving? What are you giving the Saints and Derek Carr on this one? Um, I'm gonna say a C plus, and it's only for it's for a couple reasons. I really want to give it a B minus, but I'll I'll give it a C plus only because I don't think the deal's bad. I think you you have to have a quarterback in this phase. I mean, in every and every year that you really need quarterbacks now. Um, I just think if they could, uh, I mean, like now with Lamar being available technically, like I think it's other moves they could possibly make, like, or, or try to make before getting their car, but then again, you don't want to wait too late. So I think it's a pretty good move. Like I said, I think it's a safe move. So that's why I give it like a C plus. I think it's safe. I think you're, you know, just putting yourself in this spot to at least compete with other good players around you. So I think it's good. But only reason, like I said, I think they could have maybe made a play for Lamar. Maybe or, or made a play in a, in a bigger space like that, but I know DC uh, they they can't try to get with even with the tag. So, so there's two things. Um, their their cap situation is horrible. Um, they're oh, yeah, like, yeah. screwed over. Yeah. Uh, another thing, Derek Carr is re-signing with uh, Dennis Allen, who drafted him in back in uh, in Vegas, well, Oakland right. back then. And the yeah. thing is, the Saints are getting him without giving up any draft picks, as what they would have to give up two for Lamar after already yeah. having none this year. Yeah. So yeah, the sure. fact that they're getting getting a quarterback just giving up cap is a lot because yeah. if they like a team that's why a lot of teams are out on Lamar honestly um, you have to give up cap plus two first rounders and that's just like if you look at that two first round picks plus cap is really like eighty million dollars worth of cap which is nuts yeah yeah well, I, they, I, well, I think I'll yeah I gotta give a C plus there well a B I'm sorry yeah yeah I think I'm also I'm also in that B range um. Look, the Saints, they, they can't afford to be bad yet. They don't want the Eagles to have these top. Look, the Eagles are already top of the NFC. You can't just keep letting them have these monster picks and, you know, getting Jordan Davis and, you know, potentially like Gonzalez Witherspoon or you know, Jalen Carter is reportedly falling out of the top 10. Like, you can't let them do that. So you have to win games. You got to spoil the pick. And you also just want to be good. They were serviceable last year. They had one of the best defenses in the NFL. They held an Eagles team, hence they didn't have, you know, Jalen Hurts. They held them in the 10 points. The offense, that run game was not moving. And I think if you trotted out there with Andy Dolan last year, the city of New Orleans probably would have burnt down the Superdome. But I, I think I'm also I'm also in that B range. Derek Carr, super solid. Going to have Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara if he's not in jail. And, you know, Chris Olave, who really, you know, has shined last year. Last sure, quarterback we're going to uh, it's it's a debate. I I I like the Garrett Wilson pick. I I think K nine was would have been a good pick, and of course I think Olave would have been a very good pick. Anyone that wasn't Brock Purdy, but last quarter last quarterback we'll talk to before we get to the NBA, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Just just the the concept of it. We'll do a quick grade. I would go B plus. Chris, what would you go with? Yeah, I'll go. A. I mean, getting a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is always good. So, yeah, I'm going A. Danny? The Jets, the Jets are built to win right now. I'm giving them an A+. Plus. That'd yeah, be a, a quarterback. I think they're a quarterback away. They'd, it'd be a baller move. Uh, as long as, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of like Kyrie Irving in a lot of ways. I mean, some people don't like him for what they say, but, I mean, they step out, they step out on the court, on the field, and – 
I mean, before, man. You, you've arguably never seen anyone do the stuff that they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super creative, super fun. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll bump mine up. Give me, give me an A minus. I think I'm thinking a little <laughs> too negatively. Give me, give me an A minus. But now, NBA contenders or pretenders? We'll have two in the East, two in the West. We'll start with the East. The New York Knicks. We'll start. I'll start with Danny, then go to Chris. Danny, are the New York Knicks contenders or pretenders? They believe they had a set of nine-game win streak snapped by the what, Sharp Hornets. Give me contenders, though. Contenders, Chris. What are we rocking yeah. with? Oh, contenders, man. Jalen Brunson has proven why he went to New York to get the bag, man. Shout, shout out to Nick. Shout out to my boy Josh Hart. I know that's really random to like Josh Hart a lot, but Josh Hart is one of my like favorite like dirty work role players, and I think he really is like. Let me say propelling them, but like I mean, they got a nine game win streak after they got Josh Hart. So, are you talking about the Villanova Knicks? Yeah. Yes, literally, literally. The they just need they just need to slide on slide on down, down the street, but, man. Mikael is in New York, so you might as well call him. Hey, New York. He's halfway there. He, he's the he's Close in the the Clipper Brooklyn area Bridges, of New York now. Yeah, in the basement. But I I would agree. I mean, they've won two huge games over the Boston Celtics, who are was majority the favorite in the East for you know a lot of the year. Josh Hart, uh, an absolute, like, that team needed somebody to do the dirty work. They had the power. I mean, Jalen Brunson is star power now. Randall's been star power this year. Um, yeah. Mitchell Robinson being healthy helped a lot, too. Him actually being healthy this year helped helped them a lot. Having Mitchell Robinson around, that's helped them a lot to the Knicks, for sure. Yeah, I agree. So, I they just needed somebody who could get, you know, dirty. I mean, Barrett's yeah. looking to score and Quickly's looking to score. He's a good guy that um, yeah. he get dirty. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we all agree. Contenders. Three yeah. S's. Yep. Everybody gets a green check. Now, the Ooh. Cleveland Cavaliers, who are the current four seed in the Eastern Conference. Chris, are we looking at a contender or are we looking at a pretender? Oh, it breaks my heart to say. Oh, but they're pretenders. And the only the reason fruit. why they refuse to get a real small forward, like I like Karis Levert, I really do, but you have to stop playing Isaac Okoro NBA minutes. He has to stop playing. And until they get a real wing out there, and they need another backup big now because they lost love, they'll be pretenders. I think they'll be out in the first round. They'll give somebody a, a tough series, but I think they're pretenders until they get a real wing. They're scheduled to play yeah. the Knicks if it started right now. Danny, are we looking at a contender or a pretender when we're looking at Garland, Mitchell, and that crew? So they're actually playing. I can see see the uh, Miami Heat arena from my hotel almost. Um, so they're playing about a couple, like about four, a uh, half mile away from my apartment down here at Miami. I think they're a contender in the aspect that they'll make the playoffs. But their first, sure. their first can they exits. win a championship? Their first round exits. Oh, oh yeah, so we're we are, <laughs> we're we're all harsh around here. Um, it's rough. Can, do I think they can win a championship? No, but I, I think I don't know. I think first round might be a little Heat, harsh. I mean, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. No, they can't win a championship. They're they're absolute pretenders in that aspect. 
But, I mean, if they get matched up with the Knicks in the first round, Donovan Mitchell is the best player in that series. And a lot of times, that helps. And the second best player is not too shabby either. He's Darius Garland, who is very capable of getting you 30 and 10 on any given night, if asked. Um, And their bigs bigs can be a problem for Julius Randle. They don't have Sexton in there, though. They don't have what? They don't have Sexton anymore. Yeah, Sexton was an absolute uh, wicked combo. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But uh, I'd agree. I think they are pretenders. First round exits, not sure. But they can't win a championship, man. They they need – I don't know if Mitchell can be a one. I I don't know if he could be a one. Just because – When's the last time? Look, look, if you're not Steph Curry, when's the last time a guard was the best player on a championship team? It's always some two-way basketball savant. Uh, Kobe, yes, and Kobe is one of the five best basketball players of all time. So and still six six at that. That's the difference. Exactly, he can play the the three easy. Yeah. Three, Mitchell Smaller easy. It's harder for him to put on his shoulders. As a, and that's that's a boy, it's Luka Doncic. Yeah, and Luka's 6'7". I mean, he's a 6'7 yeah. point guard. The dude is ridiculous. So, like, unless you're Steph Curry, wait, wait, I mean, wait. you're not yes, going to be Luka. under 6'5 and be the best player in a championship team. Devin Booker, you were so close, but you lost to the Greek freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo was a point guard in 2K. Does that count? He's played every <laughs> position, actually. He's played every position in his NBA career. Actually. Actually, yeah, uh, point guard shooting shooting guards wild. Um, this is very, very nasty day. <laughs> yeah, that was his jumper used to be clean though. But moving on to the West, um, this is a familiar like you would never think these team would be in this conversation. The Sacramento Kings, contenders or pretenders? I got contenders. Absolutely, they have such a good vibe this year. I mean, Sabonis. He's playing like Jokic light. De'Aaron Fox is, he's out of this world. He's superb. They've got shooters. Keegan Murray is like, he's almost like the Tatum of like the 2017 Celtics. That was like absolutely amazing. That made the Eastern Conference Finals. He's like the Tatum of that team, I feel like, where he does take a back. His stats aren't like that because he's willing to take a backseat to the stars. But I think I think one night there, there might be a time in the playoffs where they need him to have a big game. I think he'll be superb. Danny, what are we thinking? Contenders or pretenders for the Sacramento Kings? Okay. Ultimately, I don't think they can win an NBA championship. Um, I saw them play the Sixers back in uh, December. I don't think they're that good. I think the contenders in the West, pretenders in the overall tournament or everything. So can they make the finals? They could. That's all I'll say. Uh, they're so they're, do you think – okay, good. so they're contenders to make the final – not win them because you think, you know, they couldn't yeah. match up better with the East, but. I think they're contenders to make the finals, but they're actually going to turn out to be like the Jazz every year the last like five years. Um, but, um, <laughs> this whole, oh, man. That, that's... One, one thing I will say is this. Um, could you imagine in June, if we, like, flight in June, I'm kidding. Um, you're going to see the Knicks playing the Kings in the finals. This would be 1970s then. Uh, it would be yeah, the Big O versus yeah. like. <laughs> I, please Willis Reed, don't right? come from don't come for me basketball his, yeah like Willis, <laughs> don't uh, basketball historians please right. don't come for me did, <laughs> what era did Bernard King play in was that 70s or 80s no, late, like 70s, 90s. 80s. late 70s bam so we got Bernard King versus uh, an older Oscar Robinson who's still on this, the Sacramento Royals uh, yeah but 
yeah, what we're we're just gonna change the whole goalpost so I can get Oscar Robinson versus Bernard King in this Honestly. one. Chris, are the Sacramento Kings contenders or pretenders to win the Western Conference? Just because I got your back tone too, we could just switch it to Earl Monroe just in case the historians come for me. Earl Monroe definitely. Uh, Earl, Earl, Earl Monroe. Monroe. So, that, so I got fine. you. No worries. That's, that's a good one. No worries. But, and 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 I'll say this for the West this year, with how open it is and. Warriors being hurt. I mean, the Suns are still putting together. They, they can be contenders this year in the West. Like perennial, like even though they're a young team, they should grow together, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But I think this year they can contend and maybe make the second round or or or, or far, maybe West Conference Finals at, 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 at most. I think their ceilings, like Western Conference Finals, I can see them being a, a, a tough second round exit unless they get my Lakers and Lakers uh, playing in the first round then. But that's it. That's Look, as of right as of right now, I would not want to see the Lakers in any in any round. <laughs> I mean, they're seven seven and three in their last ten. I mean, look if they if they had this team all year, let's be real, they'd probably be the two one or two seed. Like this, and and even they don't have D'Lo, who would be their primary playmaker with LeBron off the floor. Ooh, I watched wow. in the I watched in the fourth quarter, Anthony Davis like ten straight plays. Give me on the post. Let me let me jab, rip through, off one foot floater. Okay, now y'all are sending two at me. I'm gonna turn fadeaway baseline smack. I used to play point guard. I'm hitting that nine times out of ten over whoever you send to me. He got Jaron Jackson couldn't guard this dude. I mean, he 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 had to get taken out the game. He couldn't guard him. Anthony Davis and and he got busted in the nose. He broke his nose. uh, What it looks like at least. Um. And he stayed in the game. I don't want to hear anyone like question this dude's toughness. If it's not a lower body injury, he, he's, he's duking it out. I mean, absolutely yeah. phenomenal job by him. Malik Beasley has been very good for them. Jared Vanderbilt, I mean, makes the craziest steals I've ever seen. Like with his back turn, AR fifteen, AR fifteen is putting up a solid white boy of the year, um, you know, case resume so far. Um, so. You know what? We'll throw in a little extra one. Lakers, Danny, are the Lakers contenders to win the Western Conference? I'm not gonna. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna go to the other team, LA. I'm gonna free ball this one. Well, I'm. Well, we can we can ask the Clippers. I was gonna ask the Clippers next, but we'll go Lakers just for this one. Just just to I start. Mean, I think the I think the Lakers can win the NBA Finals. Oh, Chris, what do you think is this? Are they contenders or pretenders for the purple and gold? When that guy up there comes back within a couple of weeks, I know he'll be back soon. When that guy comes back, and if Anthony Davis is going to keep playing like he's playing, we can win the whole thing. It's only two teams that scare me, and that's the Phoenix Suns because they have seven-foot Kevin Durant and the Bucks because Giannis isn't even a real person. Those are the only two teams that scare me in, in real life. He's not even a real person, so he, he scares me. Other than that, I think Lakers will win. Giannis is like a D2. He's like, Giannis is like a D2 basketball player playing against middle schoolers. Literally. Yeah, he, he like, is literally like, a fake person. <laughs> he's not a he's, real person. He's not, he's, he's not real. Like, you, you made him in a video person. game. But last one we're going to do is, like Danny said, the, the Clippers. And it's really weird because I know people don't hold out expectations for them. And Danny predicted their downfall, which is absolutely insane. They literally went from, like, the – four seed to the eight seed in a matter of five seconds, but... Um, so for someone who, like, didn't watch much NBA this year, I just know that it's like the Browns, man. The Clippers, Clippers gonna, gonna clip. Clippers, Clippers gonna, gonna clip. But 
I mean, you don't have a lot of expectations of him, but at the end of the day, they got Paul George, who's a walking 30 when he's aggressive. I don't want to hear crap about it. Kawhi Leonard, who's starting to find his form again. I'm not really sure. The inconsistency does bother me. Russell Westbrook, who's been like a surgical playmaker for them, uh, in my opinion. Danny, I I feel like I know your answer, Danny, but uh, I got to hear it. Got to hear it from the source. I think they're pretenders. I think they've been pretenders for a long time. Uh, Two players that give you 30 will never win you a game. You still need people who can score outside of that, and they, they don't have it. Luckily, the Celtics have that, but yes, the Clippers don't. Shout out uh, Norman Powell, though, who's he tried. He be he be ruining the over unders for the superstars, but it's all what's good. His, what's his name again? Uh, he dropped like thirty in a playoff game two years Terrence, ago. Man. <laughs> Terrence Man, Terrence Man, the Go He's that dude. Yes. He's the that Go-Bird dude. Killer. He's a uh, he's that guy. Chris, are we the looking Go-Bird at a killer. contender or pretender for the L.A. little brother? Oh, the, the Los Angeles Cappers are the biggest pretenders you've ever heard in your life. Like, literally and actually. Kawhi Leonard has had four good seasons in 12 years, if we keep it real. He's had four good seasons. So, all the superstar talk, he has superstar ability. Yeah. Superstar, I don't want to hear it. Paul George, I hate when people say Jason Tatum's a Paul George light because they both have game, but Jason Tatum actually uses his when it matters. So, excuse me. So in real life, and, and Russ is actually working as a double agent. Did you know that? He left the Lakers to make the Clippers even worse. So you're right. They are pretenders. And thank you, Russ Westbrook, for going over there, working as a double agent. I appreciate you. I'll tell you this, right? When you go to the Clippers, you're going to need a cat because they, their barber is not good. They're, they're the Clippers. Their Clippers not work. Yeah, Paul, no, Paul, Paul George is, is heavily carrying the hair over there. I mean, Kawhi hasn't taken out his role since ever. Never, I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, the the thing with the Clippers, it, they got real talent. Like they really do. They are unfortunately coached by Tyron Lue, which I don't understand why you would hire him after you saw what happened with the Cavs. He's his inability to coach superstar. Ty Lue, give him scrubs, and they're going to the playoffs. He's just like Doc Rivers in the sense you give him superstars. They're going to crumble under pressure. I agree with you guys. Absolute pretenders. But that's all we have for today. I mean, this was a juicy episode. Lots of content. Very fun. Um, next week, wide receiver reviews. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite wide receivers, best sleeper favorite, and potential bust, which I don't want to do to the wide receivers used to play that. but And, of course, whatever NBA content is popping next week, hopefully John Morant isn't in jail by then. Um Hope Ja gets his mentals right, you know, and all that. And, uh, you know, maybe by next week more draft news comes out and whatnot. But, uh, Danny, then Chris, do you guys have anything to say before we roll on out of here? Nevertheless, the Sixers are going to win the NBA Finals, like I said. It's not a bad pick when Joel Embiid is on your team. Yeah, Finals <laughs> Maxi Finals MVP would do detrimental like damage to Joel Embiid's legacy. I'll tell you that right and now. Is going to retire? By the way, he's retiring next season if that happens. He's retiring next year. He's done. Oh, they win a championship? No. <laughs> if they win a championship, he's going back to Houston and he's coasting. He's coasting so. If they win hard. a championship, he is going to uh, go to every strip club possible. He's going to be strip club hardened. Yeah. 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 Come on, strip strip club hardened was thirty seven ten and ten. 
any given night. I mean, literally. Look, Philly and, needs more strip clubs because James Harden needs to get this ring. Literally. Let's be real. Literally. literally. James Harden. Look, all horny team. James Harden. Ime Odoka's uh, head coach. James Harden's your point guard. Giannis. Jamal is Murray is on the team. Jamal, Jamal Murray's, Murray's your two. James so, is the two. So we got. Either way. So we, we'll we we'll run James at the one for the better playmaking. We got Jamal Murray at two. Number three, I guess we go LeBron. He's been crazy yeah, under Savannah's yeah. IG picks, not going to lie. Yeah, dude's really Giannis is four. Giannis yeah, is definitely Booker running the four. Devin yeah. Booker can run the three. I'm not going to lie. Devin yeah, Booker, yeah. he a little too – like, he he popped out with, like, Kendall, but it's not like – he not he not on, like, LeBron and Giannis's time. They're definitely – that's a nasty They're forward duo. <laughs> And we need a five. Miles Turner's the five. Miles Turner was going crazy. Like TikTok two years ago, Miles Turner was going nuts. Uh, that's a solid Very five. That that yeah. five is winning the finals. Oh, that's easily, I mean, easily a that, They're winning five. And the person calling every single one of their games would be Mark Jackson because we all know. With all due respect. Park. With all due respect. With all due respect. But and, that was uh, an unexpected segment of all NBA horny team. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like and download on wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, turn on post notifications, leave a like and a comment. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, make sure you know, leave a like, download, leave us a five-star review wherever you're at. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Take away.